1: full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back season three here on bizradio.us. As always, I want to thank the V team, the listeners for downloading the podcast, going to veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com my shameless plug, and listening live here on bizradio.us. We are almost to 3,000 downloads. So, you know, my thing with numbers 3,000 downloads in season three. So, I think we're going to get closer to that goal with with today's guest, which is a fellow biz radio host. So I'm super excited to have him on today and I'm going to let him introduce himself because he's a pro and he has one of the most popular shows here on the station. So I'm super grateful for him making time to be on my show. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Mr. Joel Skeen. Hi, Joel.
0: Hey, Veronica. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be here.
1: Yeah. For those listening, I was just on Joel's show and it was amazing. And um, I'm just thankful to be on the station with you. So for those that have never listened to your show, Joel, that doesn't know you, we always start the show off just asking the guests to tell the listeners about you, where you're from and how you found yourself hosting a show on Biz Radio
0: yeah yeah um well i have kind of a a weird journey in my career you know (laughs) i um i started off um i studied sociology and film in college Um, and I then went into nonprofits. I always wanted to make a big impact. I wanted to understand the world. I felt like I wanted to be both a lifelong learner, but also someone who is taking an active role in making the world a better place. So that led me to the Peace Corps initially after college, and then when I returned to uh, the Detroit area, I took work in nonprofits. So I started off with um, working as a case case manager for the chronically homeless. So these were folks wow. who had been homeless for a long time. They were living in tent cities. They were out on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half. And then I also ran a food bank in that area um, and worked with more of what they call temporary homelessness um, mm-hmm. Families. These are more families that you know ran into a ran into an issue. They lost a job, or you know yeah. they had some kind of crisis, and they had to couch surf for a while and needed some assistance to get back on their feet. Um, and ran a food bank, like I said there. And then I got into um, I started working with an urban farming in Detroit. There's a lot of um, opportunity and people are taking taking that opportunity for what's known as urban farming and in mm-hmm. some places urban farming can kind of be like a i don't know kind of like a hipstery kind of you know just this thing that people do mm-hmm. but um in detroit there is vast swaths of open land and very very little food resources you have these huge food deserts and yep. you also have all this empty f- land so detroit is really a beautiful hot spot for urban farming. And so I worked with a nonprofit that did that and set up farmer's markets. And my role there was what they called social enterprise manager. And what social enterprise is, is the idea that you're going to have an enterprise, you're going to have a business that is what's funding your cause, funding your nonprofit. So I was actually building and selling garden products and services like making raised beds and installing them in people's homes and, you know, kind of making all these other little things that people could use for their home gardens. And then we would use that money to fund the nonprofit and make sure that low income families also could have raised beds in their backyard and grow their own food and have their own secu- food security right there in their backyard. Um, so that got me into thinking about like, okay, so maybe nonprofits isn't the, the path for me for forever. Maybe I want to uh-huh. actually get into this business world and maybe that can be the avenue for making a larger impact. Um, and when I moved here to Western North Carolina back in 2014, I took the first job I could get, uh, which was, <laughs> uh, in an in insurance sales. And so that was my first dip into the financial services world. And then about a year later, I ended up partnering up with a company that I'm still with now that I absolutely love, who's based here in Swannanoa or Swana Nowhere, as we call it, um, <laughs> that um, where, you know, I built a team with them. We did about just about 3 million um, in our best year. And um, then I kind of went through a lot of personal issues. Uh, you know, one of my guests that I had on recently, Holly McCann, talked about how Sometimes people go through uh, a dark night of the soul, as Joseph Um. knew, and I definitely had that happen. Two of my very close friends got um, life-threatening cancer, and I got into a car wreck that was millimeters from killing me all within a month of each other. No,
1: Joel, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it was in uh, August of uh, 2018. Pretty soon oh. after that, um, my wife and I split up of 13 years. We, oh. uh, both my cat and my dog died. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, I swear I'm not trying to write a country song. But, uh, but um, I ended up coming out of that, like I had to figure out who I really was and what yes. I really felt and what was the real me. And it took me on this journey where I ended up moving across the country four times in less than two years from here to Portland to Florida to Salt Lake City and then back here. Um, I fell in love with an old friend and we're now married and very happy together here. Um, And that was when I got introduced to Matt and Biz Radio U.S. Mm -hmm. And I had always had this feeling in my head of like, what if we had what if I could get to talk about businesses that are not just solving a market problem and creating a profit, but that are actually solving a social problem and making an impact at the same time. So on our show, we have on social entrepreneurs, people who do that. We also have on a lot of people who are either in the advisor space, the investor space, who are trying to use not just businesses, individual businesses, to create a better impact in the world, but actually using capital to do so. So we have on people who talk about impact investing, about sustainability investing, community investing, and also people who are in that world of kind of that solidarity economy. Uh, We had on Tara Brown from Self-Help Credit Union. We've had on some folks from Mountain BizWorks, both our CDFIs, who you know, invest into the local business um, economy and community and really kind of asking the question, what if investing in each other could change the world? What if, what would it take for us to move from a political economy that is less mindless and more mindful? And that's where the name of the mindful marketplace comes from.
1: I was just going to ask you that. So the name of Joel's radio show is the mindful marketplace. And I really like that name you know i'm i'm funny when it comes to names of things like oh that's kind of corny whatever it fits your show perfectly
0: yeah thanks and you know i i think sometimes people hear mindful and they think like yoga or
1: meditation <laughs> yeah and that's <laughs> and, my thought at first
0: yeah and I, I love that stuff trust me i actually you know i'm i'm trying to be more consistent in my own mindfulness practices and all of that but what i'm what i mean by that word is really that definition of well what's the opposite of mindful uh-huh. It's mindless. And yes. when you look around in our current world and in our current political economy, there's just kind of a lot of mindlessness. And uh-huh. so it's more about how can we use the incredible um, you know, gift and technologies that exist with enterprise in a more equitable, more regenerative and just more democratic way that ends up benefiting all of us rather than just a few people at the top.
1: Exactly. And I know, Joel, you're also the owner of Skiing Agency, which specializes in helping middle American families eliminate their debt. So I just love that it seems like since you've started your career, even with the Peace Corps, is all about you wanting to help folks and trying to think out of the box. So as a CPA, I would love to chat more about, you know, the work that you're doing with your agency and how folks can connect to get those services.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I still have my financial services agency. The radio show doesn't, uh, as you know, Veronica doesn't, doesn't pay all your bills, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, we we focus at our agency on helping that middle market, the middle American, the working class, the uh, middle, middle class families mm-hmm. that, um, you know, are just trying to make sure that they can save for their future and their retirement, that they can eliminate their debt, which is a big focus for us, yes. as well as as well as protect their largest assets, you know, whether that's their um, retirement savings, that's their Mm -hmm. home, or for a lot of folks, I think their biggest asset really is their ability to go produce an income. Because if you lose that, if you either become disabled or you become sick, or if you were to pass away, the income goes away when those things happen, but the bills stay the same. Mm -hmm. And so it's about protecting against catastrophic loss, but then it's also about, okay, so step two is, Let's take a look at our debt situation and let's get to a point where we can actually start using our income for today and tomorrow rather than having our money tied to our past. Uh Um, Most what what a lot of people don't realize when you look at the average American family, their gross income, 40 percent of it goes to taxes between, you know, income tax, property taxes, state taxes, all the rest.
1: Joel, when you mentioned that, sorry to interrupt you. When I was on your show, you had that stat. um, And I was just like, really 40%? Because you know, statistically they say only 30% of your income should go to just housing. So we're saying this is just taxes, stuff that you're not going to reap any benefits from this. is just out of your paycheck before you can even get started.
0: Yeah. And then the the other thing that's even more um, surprising and insidious in some ways is that <laughs> another 34% of the average American family's gross income goes to interest on their debt. Not <gasps> just the right. interest on their right. debt. So credit cards are at an all-time high. They, as a nation, we just passed $3 trillion of credit card debt as a country. Ooh. And a trillion is a hard number to wrap your head around. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times I like to use this, um, you know, this, uh, it's not an analogy, but this, uh, this, this kind of understanding of it is if you went back in time, a million seconds, you'd go back about 11 days. If you went back in time, um, a billion seconds, you're going back 31 and a half years. But if you went back in time, a trillion seconds, you'd be going back to hunter gatherer times 31,000 and a half, 31 and a half thousand years ago. So that's where we're at with credit card debt. But then mortgages, obviously, as you know, in, in 20, in 2000, um, the average home price was about 165 or so thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Today it's about 450
1: thousand dollars. And Joel, so, I'm even yeah. willing to bet. I know you said it in 2000, but even in 2010, because after the market crashed in 08, mm-hmm. I mean, it really just seems like in the last 10 years it's been this boom. And I do not, you know, everyone keeps saying like, how are we going to keep up with this? And the bubble is just going to break. I don't know, Joel. I'm not seeing it bursting anytime.
0: Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, it's there's there there could be. It's really difficult to predict the future. I I've, yep. I've, I I prefer to look at history yes. and let that inform my perspective on what could possibly happen. But you know, things can change quickly. Yep. And at same I mean, I remember like in two thousand seven, two thousand six, people were people had two and three mortgages. It was yes. like you couldn't you like the banks were just giving them out like they were they were trying to sell these mortgages. <laughs> And then in 2011, I bought a house in Detroit for 20 grand, you know? Um, And so um, it's, uh, who knows exactly what's going to happen. But what I do know is that, if you add up the 40% that's going to taxes and the 34% that's going to interest on debt, that leaves the average American family with just 26% of their gross uh. income to pay for today and to cover their future and to, to start saving for their future. And so what we do with our families is we create a, we create a free report. Most people don't know the best ways to eliminate debt. They don't know what the strategies are. Uh They don't even know where they're at. 75% of Americans have no financial plan at all. Uh So what we do is we, we run a report we work with, um, we have a a exclusive software that will calculate interest rates, um, amortization schedules, you know, ballooning payments, introductory periods, all of that stuff, and then tell you is a debt snowball payoff best for you? Is a debt avalanche payoff best for you? Is using infinite banking best for you? What strategy actually would be best for your unique customized situation? And then we give that report for free. And then the people who um, who it is a right fit for, we enroll into a program where it ends up taking out, knocking out those debts in a systematic way where uh-huh. the client doesn't have to think about it every month. And what we see on average, especially with families who have a mortgage is going from 30 years to pay off all their debt down to somewhere in between seven and 12 years to pay off all their debt without spending any additional money. Now this is uh-huh. assuming that the family is making more than just their minimum payments. Right. Uh, right. But, but if they are overpaying on their mortgages, we can redirect that money in such a much more efficient way for them so that they can eliminate their debt, not renegotiate it, not Uh consolidate it, but eliminate the debt and get completely free from that debt so that you actually own your house. You actually own your life. Uh Wow. Joel, sign me up for that, buddy.
1: That sounds great. And I love that you said free because
0: then counted in
1: me. I'm always like, yeah, yeah, all this stuff sounds great. But what's the cost? So I love that it's a free report. And I'm sure there is some cost when you get in the program. But in the long run, like you said, going from 30 years to cutting that more than in half, that's outstanding.
0: Yeah. The cost really is just redirecting the money that people are already spending. Most, most, like when I bought a house, my real estate agent said, Oh, just whenever you can throw a little extra at the mortgage and it'll help pay it down. This is taking that idea and saying, okay, if you are consistently making overpayments, let's just use those more efficiently without yep. a, without a fee or without a, you know, without a, um, a charge for that. So, because we, yeah, I can, I can explain how we get paid in it, but I don't know if that'd be too interesting to people. To <laughs> right.
1: but, but, I, but I love that. I, I think people don't realize that there's help out here and if there's free help. You just have to be willing to put in the work on your side. Just to say, okay, let's be disciplined because it blows people away at times when I've told them I've had credit cards, well over $20,000 that I've paid off multiple times, but Mm -hmm. you know, I research, okay, well, I'm gonna do this when I don't have to pay any interest. And, you know, I'm strategizing like, okay, I need to purchase this furniture. So I took this credit card or I transferred my balance to another one in times where I needed to do that. So I love that there's resources out there um, to help folks, because like you said, I think about it all the time. Like I'm like, if anything happens to my eyes or my hands as an accountant, I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do for income? So for me personally, I've been thinking about you know passive income starting to get rental property. Mm -hmm. And thinking about now anything that I own, not selling it, but it being something that I can use for income in the future when I do want to retire to where I can just kind of just lay back, let someone else pay my mortgage and then also have income at the same time
0: yeah exactly and that's that's the reality of what a lot of people are having to do to be financially free Mm -hmm. you know i i i'm glad that you resonated with that word freedom because it is truly central to my own personal philosophy and to the way that i approach business i had on um a a guest recently her name is amanda claypool and she's a writer and a consultant and she wrote an article about a book that i am now in the middle of reading called Debt the First 5,000 Years by um, David Graeber. It is a long, dense, he's (laughs) he's an anthropologist. And so it's this long, dense academic book about the entire history of debt. And really like, you know, I grew up, you know, my dad was a pastor. And so I grew up, you know, reading the Bible all the time. And I remember Uh learning about the Jubilee years that would happen in the Uh old Testament where, you know, every 50 years, the, um, the debts would get canceled. The land would get returned. We haven't had something like that since the Greeks and the Romans took over that area. And, and so, you know, in order to truly get free, it's, um, it's something we have to do together, but it's also something that we have to do on an individual level. Um, you know, one of my favorite, Quotes from uh, Albert Camus. He says that in an unfree world, the only response is to become so free that your very existence stands as an act of rebellion. And mm. that's what I want for my clients. That's what I want for the people on my team that are our agents that 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 also help these families. Because if we don't get to that freedom point, um, you know, then we're always going to be stuck serving someone else's interests, someone else's needs.
1: Absolutely. Well. I love ending it just like that, Joel. I would love if you can share with the listeners um, how they can listen to the Mindful Marketplace. Also, if they do want to get some services to help eliminate their debt and have some tax free retirement solutions, how can they receive some of the services that you're providing at Skiing Agency?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way is to go to my show's website. It's mindful marketplace show. You got to make sure show is in there, but mindfulmarketplaceshow.com And in there, there's links to my contact info, but there's also a link that says eliminate debt. And from there, you can actually book a um, a, a free consultation to have a talk with me and we'll sit down and see um, what the best strategy is for you and your situation.
1: Wonderful. And with your show, what day does it come on? What time is it? Yeah. I want to make sure people listen to the Mindful Marketplace.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so it, it airs on Tuesday mornings here on bizradio.us. I believe it's 11 a.m. And oh. then um, it goes out just like your show on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all of those others. And please listen, please download the episodes and subscribe and give us a review, because that's the best way for me to help share what all of these Social entrepreneurs; these impact investors are doing in the world is by you know getting the message out there more because that's really at the end of the day what I want to do is I just want to lift up what these people are doing and mm-hmm. share their stories to as an example for more people to do the same.
1: Man, Joel, you got me feeling lazy out here. I got to do better out in the community. I love everything that. <laughs> I love everything that you're doing. And thank you so much for making time for being on the show. Um, I want to thank the listeners, as always, um, for tuning into bizradio.us. Please come back next week, same time, same place, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays for the Veronica Edwards show. And if you miss any of the live airings, you can listen to all prior shows at biz at well at Veronica